Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places, or you'll show us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Dolly Parton is Miley Cyrus's godmother. Okay. This makes sense. I wonder how she and I wonder how Dolly Parton and Billy Ray Cyrus got together then, because obviously that there there would have to be some sort of connection. You presume that there's. Oh a yeah, that's what there. I said. Like just I mean just hanging out, guys being dudes, country music stars. You know, they all and know I guess, each other, I don't right? Know how Hollywood like works. we all know all the media people, so I would assume that artists well, I just guess like that's true. artists just know each other. Yeah, I'm see. I'm gonna guess it's from his wife. That's my, it's my guess, but I don't know who his wife was. That's those dulcet tones belong to the recruiting analyst for Dave Campbell's Texas football and next level athlete. It is Greg Powers. Hello, Greg. Welcome hey, to y'all. Here, Greg. Yes, it is. Um, today is Wednesday. It's the most Tuesday ass Wednesday of all time. <laughs> uh, it is uh, January fourth, twenty twenty three. It is a grand total of 323 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to, um, boy, I, I don't Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton. Oh, Happy nice. birthday to Isaac Newton. Still kicking. Um, a, a real you know somebody that that uh, a real American hero. Uh, somebody that we that we you know we're just really I'm really glad that he's still around. One of the true American heroes. Hold on, I'm getting some word here that um. Oh, that's tough. He's been dead for almost 400 years, and he's also British. Happy birthday to Isaac Newton. Episode 1518. On today's show, folks, we are going to have this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, next level athlete, all things recruiting across the Lone Star State. Then back half the show, more recruiting. We're going to talk a little bit about early signing period, which kind of happened... While we were on break, while we were kind of scattered hither and yon, we weren't able to talk about it, so now we're going to talk about it. Let's do it. That sounds good? Yeah, sounds okay. great. But first, do we have first four through the door? Uh, we sure do. It was Tony Blaylock, Zill0678, yeah, yeah boy. 
Um, Nick Morton and Rob Hadaway, welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. Appreciate you. I or mean, lady that's, fellas. That's, I was going to say, that's rather presumptuous. This that, is true. Uh, our friend Big Z is... Uh, I feel like there are more guys' names that starts with Z than female names that start with Z. Hmm. Zoe, Zelda. Zendaya. Zendaya. Those are probably the only Z names I... Zazu. <laughs> Zazu, that's from... Uh, Zazu's the bird. That's from, a little uh, bird from Lion, from Lion King. King. Been watching a lot of uh, the Disney movies lately. Oh, nice. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, you want to go on some Disney stuff, <laughs> I can go at the moment. But we don't have time for that because we have important things to do. You, are you prepared for this? I'm ready. It's, we've had some time off. so I know. know I'm nervous. He was I warming up the vocal I, cords yeah, earlier. I was warming them up. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. This is This Week in Cruton. It's This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter. Next Level D1C is fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. <gasps> and, of chicken. course, this is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express. The holidays may be over, but at Chicken Express, every day's a holiday. Yes. Agreed. I get super excited when I see a Chicken Express 18-wheeler go by because it's literally that logo on a full 18-wheeler and it makes me happy. The big old old flying chicken. Yeah. Start your new year off with the Chicken Express tender Make this the year of Greg and the year of Chicken Express. I, I gotta. We, we're on Chicken Express. I gotta. <laughs> we we are. We are in fact Always. on Chicken Express. I, <laughs> I got to meet there with go. our partner uh-huh. at Chicken oh, Express yeah. during the state uh, yeah? championship. Did games. you really? I did. Like the head hot, Mr. Express, Mr. Express, <laughs> and I have to say Whoa. that he felt my genuine enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, there was no way to hide it. Like I lit up. I literally lit up like a Christmas tree, like to get oh a talk gosh. to him. It's like meeting the the celebrity of your dreams, oh, you yeah, know. Yeah, that was Greb. Yeah. If I could meet, if I could meet like the head honcho at Chicken Express, I just, I just thank him. You know what I mean? That's what I did. Just be a lot of gratitude. I just shake his hand, like, and, sir. Thank you, sir. Like, hey, you know, thank you. it was thank, a, you. thank you for what you've done <laughs> for America. <laughs> I think he, for me, he our me. Lord and Savior, Mr. Express. <laughs> Let's just say Chicken Express felt the love, and it was Good. real. Good. Well, the love is real, especially here on This Week in Recruiting, which that's what this segment is. Mm-hmm. This Week in Recruiting, the Grand Packers, next level athlete. A lot to get to across the Lone Star State. We will start with our prospect on the rise, or yeah, yes. a prospect on the rise. We're going out east to uh, Pleasant Grove to talk about 2024 athlete Caden McFadden. Uh, he is going to be a senior next year. He is coming off of a very impressive junior season, and a lot of people have started taking notice. Uh, he's picked up some offers from places like Texas State, UTSA, Nebraska, Houston Christian, among others. Uh, he was uh, earned some earned a big honor out there at the Texarkana uh, Gazette's Defensive Player of the Year and uh, was a monster out there. Hard to be the Defensive Player of the Year on that defense, but he did it, and he was a firecracker for that Hawks defense. Yeah, and just kind of reading through the Gazette's uh, write-up, about naming him the defensive player of the year. I was pretty impressed to see that Josh Gibson thought that he has a chance to be their best kind of like two-way running back linebacker player that they've had. This dude, um, I think he could play really anywhere in a defense. I mean, not obviously he's not a defensive lineman, but he could play anywhere in the back seven. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and just kind of see what works out. I mean, 6'1", 195, so I like that hybrid safety outside linebacker spot kind of for him. Um, shows his athleticism when he flips over and plays running back. He really gets to the football, and I'm glad to kind of see him, I guess, emerging into the spotlight a little bit because they have some really talented guys over there, you know, like Akari Johnson, um, who's another athlete playing quarterback over there, Lance Jackson, um, two-way offensive line, defensive line. And McFadden is starting to get his just due as I see it. You know, he's mm-hmm. you can see on the tape how quickly he gets to the ball and what he brings to the table. This Pleasant Grove team, they're kind of loaded up. They got a lot of young talent. They're kind of loaded up for next they year. They got to be like one of these teams to watch. It's so funny because in 2021, at the end of 2021, remember they were super duper duper young and they made a run to like the third or fourth round of the right. playoffs. And then last year, they made another run to the third, I think the fourth round of the playoffs, regional finals where they lost to Carthage. And it's like they're still young. Like they're still, like they were. They were. They were tiny infants in 2021, and now they're going to be loaded. Especially that senior class. I know. Uh, I know Josh Gibson's really excited about that senior class. Well, I mean, I just you say they're loaded. I I just like the way that they kind of hit the reload button, not the reset mm-hmm. button. There now. This is a program out in East Texas that, you know, like Carthage, mm-hmm. they just have dudes every single year, and this is going to be like a. You know, this is a yearly stop for us yeah. on the recruiting trail, yeah. right? Like, you got to get by PG. Which, by the way, is crazy considering, like, look, you've been in this game long enough. Ten years ago, did you ever go by, you know, Pleasant Grove? No. Maybe, maybe once or twice. No. Ever? I, like, can't, rem- I can't recall. Yeah. And a, now, you know, a guy. The job, the job that Josh Gibson and company have done, not only obviously promoting their guys, but developing them and stuff and, and turning that into, you're right. Like, that is on the short list of places that, as if you're a recruiting guy, you just you set up shop there. Well, a little bit of a shout out too. This is a coaching staff that's great to work with for mm-hmm. all of us, and I think that holds a lot of weight. That goes a long you know way. What I mean, yeah, it goes a long way. They uh, are uh, accessible, inviting, and put a smile on when they see you. That just the smile to yeah. and shake your hand with a smile that means something. And to you me. know what? And and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, and not to just go on and on about how much we like Josh Gibson and company, but well, he's not the only one out there, right? For sure. Yeah, it's it's the whole staff. Yeah. And they are also guys who will shoot you straight about their guys. Right. They will. They will not blow smoke. Like there. There are. I'm, I don't want to make any accusations out here. But like there are. There are some staffs that like they will tell you things about their players that are maybe fudging it a little bit. I'm not saying they're lying to us, but they're 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 trying to put on the best possible front. It helps to have players like Caden McFadden where you don't really have to right. tell them too hard. But, like, they'll tell you the truth about him. Be like, you know what? Here's the thing. Here's what he does well. Here's what we're working on with him. And right. here's what we think is the next step. And I think that goes a long way as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there are certain guys that you can – when they say something, you can yes. take it to the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, hey, this is going to be a top 50 guy in the state. And you can pretty much know that they're telling you the truth. Yeah. You know, it's not – they're not sugarcoating the talent. Most certainly. Anyway, uh, Pleasant Grove athlete, 2024, 2024 athlete, Caden McFadden, a name to know. Let's go to our Commit of the Week. Our Commit of the Week, we're rounding out uh, the 2023 class. And uh, yesterday at the Under Armour All-America game, a big-time DCTF Hot 100 prospect made his call. Cy Ranch defensive and Ashton Porter has pulled the trigger and signed with Oregon, the Ducks haul in the number 46 prospect in the DCTF Hot 100. He's our sixth-ranked defensive end, um, a guy who has been on the market for 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 a minute now, and has and 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 I think is part of. We'll talk about this in our national signing day or our early signing period kind of recap, but a Ducks program that closed really strong 
and Ashton Porter adds to the riches that they were out, able to add, especially from the Lone Star State. Number 46 may be a little bit low. He is kind of a freakish mm-hmm. defensive lineman. Another one of these guys who I really think, look at his <laughs> look at his picture, oh my goodness. Um, another one of He's these guys man. who... He he can really fit in to like an outside in strong side defensive end. Maybe he bulks up and moves inside full time. What I really like what he does on tape is that he uses his hands extremely well to disengage from blocks. He has a good uh, set of moves in his repertoire right now to be able to put O-line at a disadvantage. I like that. Uh, quick first step, and he's strong, you know, and he's had a really strong week down at the Under Armour All-America game practices. I guess I got to get used to saying the Under Armour Next All-America game. They added a next mm-hmm. in there to their game title. All-America Next, all Under Armour All-America, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. The UA game. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it. Yeah. The UA the game. Under Armour All-America game. Yeah. The yeah. Under Armour All-America, Next All-America game. Jeez, did they really add that? Yeah, one? they added wow. the Next. The All-America always throws me up because I always want to say all American. Yeah. Yeah. So that's hard enough. I trained myself actually on that one, but throwing the next and kind of provided it. Anyway, Oregon got a great player in Ashton Porter. He had offers from uh, you know coast to coast. He was a one-time Northwestern commit. It really, it really came down to Michigan State and Oregon. He's going to go to a team that was green, and he decided to go to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it's a big get there for the Oregon Ducks hauling in Ashton Porter, who committed yesterday at the Under Armour All America Next game, right? Close. Nailed it. Uh, it's this week in recruiting. Greg Powers, the next allowed play here on Texas Football Today. You can involve the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Let's roll on to our, <coughs> oh, wow. to our underclassman of the week. I just get choked up when I talk about Bryant Wesco, the uh, star, Should. soon-to-be senior wide receiver from Midlothian, who has already had a big offer list and added to that offer list this week uh, with an offer from Texas A&M. Uh, he was a dynamo for the Panthers this year. We've got him 21st in the DCTF Hot 100. And uh, yeah, uh, this guy is the real deal. And in, in, in so many ways, what I appreciate about him is we've had conversa- a lot of these conversations about how sometimes like prospects don't have production or guys who are productive don't have prospects here it's just like nope just one circle in the venn diagram it's like he does it all and he does a little bit of everything on the field too he's not just like a big target that he's going to uh, abuse smaller defense high school defensive backs mm-hmm. he's able to run pretty good routes gets open consistently on the i guess as i would say the intermediate and underneath routes mm-hmm. he can do that he has that at his disposal but he can all he can also climb the ladder high point the ball and will make tremendous you know, touchdown catches and burned by defensive backs with his speed. I think he's got every major in-state offer now except for Texas now that the Aggies have jumped on board. And as a guy who will continue to open up eyes as, you know, college coaches and recruiting media alike have a chance to get a closer look at him. When I went to the – I think it was the seven-on-seven – the state qualifying tournament back in Plano, Midlothian was there. Both of their guys, Diego Benson Mm -hmm. and Bryant Wesco, they are full – like – they look like adults, and they were just, you know, Wesco was, yeah, Wesco was entering his junior season, and, you know, Benson was entering his senior year, but these guys look full-grown, both of them. Yeah, and and this is just the start here for, for Bryant Wesco, who is a name to know as we kind of start transitioning into the class of 2024. That is a name that you're going to be hearing a lot about is Bryant Wesco, a, a 21st-ranked prospect in the DCF Hot 100 for class 2024. Let's roll on and round it all out with our recruits. 
of the week, our recruits yep. of the week are a pair of uh, Central Texas stars uh, in the class of 2023. Mikhail Harrison Pilot, the star wide receiver, athlete, kind of do it all guy for, for Temple, and Waco Connolly's uh, safety, Jelani McDonald, both of which are going to be participating in the All American Bowl. On, Different game. On, sure. on NBC uh, at noon Saturday, right? Yep. Noon Saturday, uh, the All-American Bowl on NBC. And both of them will be making their commitments. Both of them have some Texas teams on their list. But uh, these are probably, you said, in fact, you said, have it on our, our site. These are the only two uncommitted, not necessarily unsigned, but uncommitted 2023 guys are Hot 100. Yep. They're the last two left. And you kind of hit a the nail on the head, I think, when you said earlier, kind of really rounding out the class of 2023 on today's mm -hmm. show. We may feature one of these guys next week as the commit of the week mm -hmm. and get more in-depth about their, their skill set and that kind of stuff because a four-star is going to make their announcement. The only yeah. thing that's going to trump that possibly is if a 2024 four-star maybe commits to an in-state right. school, right? So we might get to talk about one of these guys next week again, and that'll be like maybe the last time we – Talk about mm -hmm. a prospect in the yeah. class of 2023. But these are both big-time dudes. Look at Mikel Harrison Pilot's picture at, on yeah. TexasFootball.com to kind of get a glimpse of a guy – that's rated in the top 30 in the state, mm -hmm. right? Like this Well, and we've a, watched him grow this know, entire so time. Yeah, he started yeah. as a freshman, and he, like, really has blossomed into this freakish. You know what's happening? You know what's really interesting? What's that? This is, like, the first time Pickle's feeling old in this job, like she's been around a while. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, this. yeah, it's starting to happen. Because you're like, wow, okay, no, I watched this guy's entire high school career. <laughs> yeah, seriously, because and it, well, and especially because when he's been, he has been the most offered recruit for yep. what feels like mm -hmm. years now. Like, yeah. that, that's what I associate his name with, and it's like, yep, the guy that has over 50 offers, yep, you know. That's him. Mm -hmm. And deservedly so. I mean, and mm -hmm. the one thing that I really love about Harrison Pilot is the way that he has continued to advance his game year over year. You know, he started off as a safety. That's what yeah. he played, I think, his freshman season at Temple. And now he's like a legit technique sound wide receiver who can do a little bit of everything. This guy um, really refined, but he's down to five schools, Houston, TCU, Texas, Cal, and Oklahoma. I, I think it's between Houston and and TCU. Okay. His father played at Houston, and TCU has really made a, a big push for him heading down the stretch. If you ask me today, I'm going to go 52%. 52% TCU. Right. I'm going to go 45% Houston. Oh, no, you're doing that. And then I'm going to do the field at 5% okay. on that one. Okay. That's okay. how I'm looking. That's how I'm looking good. at that. That adds up one. to 102%. That's great. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah. <laughs> Field, 3%. So, so what you're saying. 2%. So what you're saying, <laughs> what you're saying is that right now, if you were to pick, you'd say Houston. TCU. 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 It would not surprise you at all if it was Houston. Right. It would be a little surprising if it was a team like Texas. Right. Okay. That's, that's, how, that's how I see it. But I think he's going to stay in state. I'm hedging my bets toward TCU, okay. but l keeping a close eye on if he grabs that Cougars hat on the table. And what about Jelani McDonald? Jelani McDonald, I, you know, he's a one-time Oklahoma State mm -hmm. commit. He he actually took his official visit, I believe, the same weekend as Harrison Pilot to TCU, mm -hmm. but he decommitted from Oklahoma State hours after Texas offered him. Mm, okay. Okay, so when he went on his official visit to Texas, I think that there were a lot of Hook'em fans and, and media alike who thought that he was going to be one of these guys who just, like, gives his quick verbal commitment. He didn't. 
but he's announcing at the All American Bowl. Right. Was there something in cue for that? Did he do a good job of disguising his intentions coming out of that visit? Right. I'm going with Texas in this one. Okay, that's just Texas. that's what okay. my heart tells me. Okay, we'll find out at the uh, All American Bowl on NBC on uh, Saturday afternoon. So make sure you tune into that. He's Greg Powers, an XL athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout. Follow NXL athlete on Twitter. NXLD1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. But stick around because we've got more crew to talk. Let's do it. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Now, a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support. VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. All right, we're back with Greg Powers and Excel Athlete. And let's go back in the Wayback Machine to a couple of weeks ago. I was sick with the flu, so I just got to watch it on my computer as I'm hacking up a lung. Um, Early signing period. Early signing day came, uh, I guess it was Wednesday, like the 22nd? 21st. 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 And first and foremost, like we are now six years, seven years into the early signing period, uh, like era, uh, something like that, right? Uh, Maybe four. Maybe four. Four or five. Feels longer than that. Maybe. Maybe. I think it's been four. All that's to say... Has it has has December officially officially from a football perspective? Obviously, a lot of other teams, or a lot, not a lot of other sports out there that sign other times. Has has December officially usurped February as the? the oh time yeah, sign? and I thought there was a chance like the February signing day could make a little bit of a comeback based around like NIL deals, mm-hmm. um, as collectives and other things were trying to put packages together for players. Would that cause them, you know? or give them a reason to possibly but no this year after the early signing period there were only 3 DCTF Hot 100 players that remained uncommitted yeah. of course Ashton Porter had already signed to Oregon he just hadn't announced it yet and I'm not 100% sure on a Mikel Harrison pilot and Jelani McDonald if they signed and you think just, it's possible that yeah, they're it's silent possible, signees yeah. or whatever it's possible that they're silent signees so I mean I think last year there were either I think there were 7 Mm-hmm. In the top 100 that remained uncommitted at the time, of, mm-hmm. you know, after the early signing period. And for those that are that really truly don't, the early signing period is a time frame from the morning of Wednesday, December 21st, till 12 
in the afternoon on December 23rd. So you get like a basically a little bit longer than 48 hours to send in a letter of intent in that window. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, David Hicks Jr., the number one prospect in the state, he sent his letter of intent in on Friday. So, I mean, you, you have some time to play with there and it's creates a situation where a lot of schools for these, these top upper echelon five stars, a lot of these schools are really in their ear at the last second, trying to push to say, um, you know, come here instead of there. Right. We've got a better deal for you here. And one school that we kind of talked about that did a tremendous job of that, I feel like, not only in the state of Texas, but across the nation, was Oregon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oregon really put together some nice packages for its recruits in, as far as the NIL is concerned. And were able, in what was, I think, the most devastating for an in-state yes. program, most devastating flip was Austin Novosad, who flipped at the last second from Baylor to Oregon and why I saw that as like such a huge deal is the one criticism I had of the Baylor class of 2022 which was a pretty solid class is it didn't sign a quarterback in that report I wrote but all is well because Austin Novosad's already yeah. verbally committed he I mean he was a Baylor commit for he well over a year it. remember we had a, you're exactly right yeah uh, we had a segment here when we did this when recruiting i want to say september october it around. was around seven on se- yeah oh yeah, yeah it was like late like late summer early early fall yeah. where he had been flirting with other he had gotten like an ohio state offer a&m, A&M mm-hmm. had offered and stuff like that and he recommitted to Baylor and said I'm com- I'm coming to Baylor. There was even like another graphic made. Yeah, and and I got to be I got to be honest. <laughs> like if you're correct me if I'm wrong, but when like we can do winners and losers from early yeah. signing period. Um for Baylor this this feels like a real devastating early signing period. Well, I mean, and I don't want to make it just about one player, but like that's he was the jewel of that class. Other than that, the class was pretty good i mean baylor's class was pretty good other than the fact Mm. that they weren't able to sign a quarterback and now back-to-back classes and college football fans can look at that one way or another because outside of nil another big change in the landscape's been the transfer portal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right uh baylor's got to be a lucrative school i think as far as a transfer portal is concerned except for that they have their guy what you don't want to see is a situation where your quarterback gets hurt and you have no one to turn to because Kyron Drones yes. transferred out. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they don't have the depth in that QB room. That's just something to watch if you're a Bears fan is to how are they going to add to the QB room? Who's it going to be? And right now, you know, like a lot of the top quarterbacks in the transfer portal have already announced their destinations. It's not Baylor. So that's something that I think was as far as looking at like – a major storyline as it relates to in-state colleges, in-state players. Austin Novosad going to Oregon was was a big storyline. The so the the top rated class in the state is the Texas Longhorns. They get the depending on who you ask, it's a top five class in the nation. Um, right, and and they haul in some some things. Uh, as far as they were, they are concerned. Um, you f- you feel like they closed well on this, and you feel like overall no real notes for Steve Sarkeesian and company. Yeah, well, I mean there wasn't there's isn't anything to break down from a negative standpoint. Yeah. They signed the number one player and the number one quarterback in the country in Arch Manning. Yes, you all have probably heard of him. He's a tremendous talent. Man. You know, um, family lineage ties to the NFL, college football. Um, I hear Cooper Manning would have been the best one. Okay, That's what I heard. <laughs> Hashtag Cruton. <laughs> they signed and the number. Cruton. They signed the number one running back 
in the nation for some of the services and Cedric Baxter, who mm-hmm. by all accounts has looked great during the Under Armour All America game practices and next. yeah <laughs> next. And scored a touchdown in the game. Mm-hmm. One of the three touchdowns that was scored went to a Texas signee. And they signed the number one linebacker who, you know, justifiably like you have David Hicks Jr. number one, mm-hmm. Anthony Hills number two. It's a close race. Like right? one like one both D. of those guys are really good. So the number one linebacker in the country, Anthony Hill, that's three number one guys. That's an elite class in and of itself. And then they rounded that class out with, you know, a ton of other in-state uh, and out-of-state talents. You know, mm-hmm. this was a this was a great class for Steve. And uh, God, I didn't even say anything about Jonte Cook, John the Cook. five-star wide receiver. He's a freak. We saw mm-hmm. him in the state championship games. The number one cornerback in the state, Malik Muhammad. Um, this was this was a great class. I mean, it wasn't as good as A&M's class last right. year. But we saw what happened with that. You know, it's about putting a product on the field that can win games because if you go and lose five games next year with this type of talent on the roster, they're not sticking around for that anymore. Um, speaking of which, let's transition to AM. Obviously, coming off of last year's historic uh, recruiting class, this year, like, it was always going to be an unfair bar to compare, like, this recruiting class to that. Um, they were, and obviously, going five and seven didn't help things as well. I see it as a bit of a mixed bag in the sense that they were able to hold on to, you know, David Hicks, which was obviously huge. They were able to get Ruben Owens late, but they did lose a decent number of players, including most notably Anthony Hill. How do you assess what, what A&M's put together so far? Obviously, still, you know, still can sign yeah. up to February, but, but so far. Outgoing, they've had 27 players enter their transfer uh, portal. I can say that's mm-hmm. what's more concerning. You know, that's, what, one-fourth? That's a quarter of the roster. More, yeah, yeah. one-fourth of your roster. That's leaving, so you got to replace that talent with not only good high school talent that you have to develop. You know, a lot of these guys coming in from high school, they're not going to be ready to play mm-hmm. day one, or at least not at the level where you can go in and say, "I'm putting a roster of freshmen out there, and I'm going to compete yeah. with LSU and Alabama in 2023." Those teams are returning a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. The SEC is loaded, right? Um, so they they're going to have to invest some time in getting some transfer portal players in, and they've already been doing a pretty decent job at that. They've got some big time recruits on campus actually think right now looking at them and they've been active in the transfer that's something that are going they're going to have to do mm-hmm. this year but as far as their high school class is concerned it's only a step back that they they're number 12 in the country yeah you know what i mean like most schools out there that are number 12 in the country they're like oh cool we signed the number 12 mm-hmm. class in the country a&m fans may feel like it's a step back because they aren't number one again right that's how I see. I mean, like you meant, like David Hicks Jr. is an elite talent. Ruben Owens, no matter, like I don't. Ruben Owens is one of the best running backs I've ever covered mm-hmm. in Texas. His ability to make people miss at the second and third level is elite. He's a touchdown producer. Mm-hmm. He wastes no steps behind the line of scrimmage. He gets going in a hurry, which that's some of the. I think like when you look back at guys like some of the older fans like Soso Jamabo. Yep. He was a five-star. I think his downfall was his he danced a lot behind mm-hmm. the line. He could make people miss, but he could never get going in a positive direction. Ruben Owens doesn't miss that. Mm-hmm. He hits the hole hard and then he makes people miss. He he's going to be an elite player in that offense. He's a great receiver too. And then just kind of like looking down the line at some of their bigger additions in that class. They they did a you know, they did a pretty good job 
mm-hmm. out of state. And one of those guys that jumped out to me was Chase Basantis, a six foot five, two hundred and ninety pound road grading offensive lineman from Don Don Bosco. For those of you that are not familiar, Don Bosco is like one of those DeSotos yeah. in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an elite program, and this dude was like six five two ninety. He's rated as a guard. I loved his tape at tackle. Mm. I think he's one of these guys who has the ability to come in and play early on an offensive line that needs depth. So that's another name for maybe A and M fans to keep an eye on. Um, there is still a team that's, of course, the. The point of recruiting is to win, and there's a team that's winning a lot right now, and it's a team that is potentially 60 minutes away from a national championship. It's TCU. Um, how do you feel like they were able to parlay their on-field success into uh, the recruiting wins as well? So we did our rankings for in-state schools, and you know, pretty much by and large, you can look at some of the other sites' team rankings, and that's you know that's going to be close to what. Mm-hmm. But we kind of factor in some other things with ours. We had Texas 1, Texas A&M 2, and TCU 3. By the time February rolls around, there's a chance that TCU could slide into that. That's how close it is. Mm, with A&M. Like, with A&M. I mean, it's fractionally mm-hmm. close. TCU did what I feel like is this is their best class that I've ever covered. And they have a chance to close with a couple of guys at the All-American Bowl who both have TCU on their list, and Mikel Harrison-Pilot and Jelani McDonald. Both are four stars. Worst case scenario, I think they get one of the two. Yeah. Right? So they're going to probably get one of those guys and, and bolster a class that's already really special. And they've already gotten a five-star transfer from Alabama. And Tom- As a matter of fact, I think all their transfer guys are from SEC schools so far. Mm. Like, So they're adding in talent to that program with guys who can come in and play next year like it this is a really really good class and from the high school ranks i think that they did a really good job with cordell russell he's an Mm all-american playing uh you know from north mesquite this guy had a tremendous senior season um big receiver who can come in and i think pair favorably with a um jordan hudson you know Mm -hmm. we all know quentin johnston's yeah gonna be gone has he not announced? Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, he's gone. I, yeah, I would be stunned if he was back next year. So, Marcus Deal, mm-hmm. you know, um, name. Of I course, think he yeah. could play on either side of the ball. He wants to play defense, but he's like a Cameron Hayward-esque type of player coming out of high school. Not the Cameron Hayward you see yeah. now playing for Pittsburgh, right? Because that dude is huge, but. I mean, I remember covering Cameron coming out of high school, and that this is a, that's a comparison that mm. I would make for Marcus Deal. And then I, one of my favorites, mm-hmm. I love Cameron Cook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cameron Cook, the running back from Round Rock Stony Point. I think this guy is um, he's going to add a lot of fun to that TCU. I mean, it's already a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but he's going to add some more fun to that TCU offense because he runs routes like a wide receiver and he has great feet. I feel like he was one of those diamond in the rough ones that like people around the the round rock area are like no that's not a diamond in the rough but if you look anywhere else in texas they're like hang on who was that again right so i agree with that pickle let me ask you you, let me ask you one more question year of growth who um who is a team we talked about the top three classes right texas kind of can can you know the consensus number one a and m now two. you think it's closer with tcu than than maybe other people think What's another program that you think maybe punched above their weight in the early signing period that that you are pretty impressed with what they were able to put together? Sam Houston. Okay. 
I think Sam Houston's class is really good, and the SFA's class was really good too. Mm-hmm. But Sam Houston did a tremendous job. As a matter of fact, like I think we've got most of their profiles on our site, which really tells you something because this is our record-setting year for making profiles at DCTF. We're at over 300. Mm-hmm. I think the next highest is like 285. And let's just do a quick. He's searching through. You're listening to live. There's like hours looking, counting up things. There's over 15 guys that we already have in our database that Sam Houston signed. That's great. So, yeah. you know, Jamari Wiggins from Waco Conley, Damarie Weaver from Nacogdoches, Zachary Session from Katie Morton Ranch. Um, these are all really talented three-star. Forrest Gatlin, a linebacker from Mesquite. These are all names to know. Lonnie Adkism. Mm-hmm. You know, these yeah. are all guys who, like, if you man follow crush. Texas high school Lonnie football. Adkism. Yeah. <laughs> these dudes are ballers. Yeah. And a guy that I really like, that I didn't, Coco Brown from Denton. Yeah. He had a mm-hmm. tremendous. He he put a crazy number. Yeah, he had a tremendous senior season. I think this was a good addition. Uh, UTSA. Mm-hmm. They finished in the top half. They're number six. And this is. UTSA's best class by far. Jeff Trailer did a tremendous job out there, um, not only identifying talent early, but being able to get that talent to stick with him. And I think that they did a – I want to phrase this the right way. They did an admirable job down the stretch of disconnecting with the right recruits too because you the roster management in today's game, you have to be – you have to be elite at it at a school mm-hmm. like UTSA because if you take the wrong guys at the wrong time, it's going to put you at a disadvantage and you can't take like a key transfer maybe right. later. So I think that their roster management was really good and a couple of guys at the top of that list that signed from high school that I really, really like are Brandon High from Grand Oaks. Big, strong running back. And I think uh, a name that everybody should get to f- familiar with, maybe the next like DeCorian Clark in that offense, is Jamel Hardy. From mm-hmm. Dallas Lincoln, and I got to talk about one more school. Yes, Texas Tech. Okay, Texas Tech is number four. Who? I'm unfamiliar with their work. The the thing. What do that, they know about Texas high school yeah. football? <laughs> the thing that jumps out to me about Tech's signing class this year is what the work that they did on defense, and that's something that I don't think oh. I've ever really said like to recap a texas tech class yeah. mm-hmm. um 21 of the, 25 of their commitments are all from texas and their best recruits are all on the defensive side of the ball their five highest rated commitments are all defensive yeah. players well if you remember back when joey got hired wasn't like the first three of them he from said, like yeah. the three safeties or a cornerback or something from cedar and he, hill well, and, i mean at that <laughs> opening press conference he said we're gonna play defense you know what i mean yeah I mean, but you say that at tech yeah mm-hmm. but you don't believe it <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest like you know what i mean like yeah, plenty of people have made wrong. that claim yeah. yeah you don't believe but i mean they have backed that up with great work in recruiting on the defensive side of the football post isaiah crawford didn't play this year and post wasn't as good with right you know that was a huge like that was somebody they missed a lot uh he's one of the best players in the state six four two ten probably like a hybrid edge type of kid um i really like his upside i think they've got one of the state's best sleepers in ansel in the door from round round rock six foot three mm-hmm. 260 pound defensive tackle he reminds me a lot on tape of solomon thomas so, I mean, that I mean, popping yeah. the tape side by side, they have a lot of similarities. He was really quiet throughout the recruiting process, didn't do a lot of interviews, not a lot of people know about him. So I think he's one of these guys who could really make a huge impact in college. And then 
they were able to flip Dylan Spencer mm -hmm. down the stretch mm -hmm. from Texas. And for those of you that have, he's another one of these guys who started on the varsity team as a freshman, he was at West Orange Stark. He was a running back, and now he's a six foot five, two hundred and fifty pound defensive end. That's the athleticism yeah. that he brings to the table. That's just three of the guys that they signed. But if you're a Red Raiders fan, you should hop onto the site and kind of look, take a closer look at the work that they did in state. Plenty of stuff on TexasFootball.com/slash recruiting as the 2023 class kind of comes to a close. Yeah, and we'll probably start talking a lot more about 2024 with Greg Powers. Uh, thanks, man. You're welcome. Let's do it again next week. Are we doing it? Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Sure. Um, I don't know. Pickle, what do you think? Yeah, why not? Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, I want to get Power's prediction on the national championship oh, yeah. game because we won't see you again before then. Ooh. So TCU is now, I believe, last I saw, it opened at like 13 and a half, and now it's down to like 12 and a half. TCU's 12 point, 12 point I underdog, I should say. I think that TCU would have beaten Ohio State. I think that that was a game okay. that matched up favorably for TCU. Mm -hmm. Ohio State doesn't have a powerful ru rushing attack. They relied on you, you know passing the football, and I think it was going to be a track meet. So I think that TCU had a chance to keep up in that game. Mm -hmm. I think that George is going to wear TCU down. I mean, I'm pulling for the Horn Frogs, yeah. but it's hard for me. To, I'm not going to give a score, but I think it's going. To, I think TCU is going to have a hard time after facing Michigan last week, and then now having the difference between Georgia and Michigan to me is that Michigan's a very powerful team up front. Georgia is a powerful team up front with NFL players on yeah. their offensive line, NFL players in their backfield. Not saying that Michigan's guys aren't all, like everybody on the offensive line is an NFL guy, and I don't think it matches up very. You know, they use this as their advantage and their hype to get up for Michigan is, the, you know, like people taking shots at the 3-3-5. Three, three, mm -hmm. I don't think this is a – I don't think it's a favorable matchup. Okay. That's I, my thought. I, I, I don't think you're wrong. And I do think that – and we'll t we're going to talk a lot more about the national championship game over the next three days here on Texas Football. Next three shows on Texas Football today. Um, one thing I do wonder is that there does – TCU's obviously supremely talented – Georgia is like four consecutive generational two recruiting yeah. class talented. And I do wonder if there is I wonder if that's gonna catch up. Georgia Georgia is can be beat they can. on the pass. They can. They are not a great defensive team versus the pass. We they saw have that not been great LA, defensively yeah. recently. Yeah, we saw that against LSU, Ohio State. I mean, really, if Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't go down, I think Ohio State wins they, that they, yeah. game maybe yeah. going away. Got a great shot. Um, they couldn't limit them yeah. in the passing game. So I think that's something that TCU will try to take it advantage of i mean i think that they're well, going to be able to score and yeah. if, if you if you think back to the history of max duggan he was kind of like this so the passing game this game yep. if trajectory continues should be up it like that be. which yeah. would help i wonder <laughs> what one thing i'm i'm concerned about is can they protect max duggan yeah yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm concerned about because georgia's front seven michigan's front seven front seven is good georgia's front seven is like the Houston Texas. I don't think you can count out like the Cinderella story. Of TCU. You know what I mean? Like TCU is, but I, I, I'll, it's an emotional game. Mm -hmm. Well, there's two weeks in a row to ride that emotion. Mm -hmm. And now I think it's kind of flipped. Now I think it's like people doubt Georgia. Mm hmm. 
right? Even yeah. though they're a fourteen point favorite, I mean, people I doubt think, Georgia up front. People are like going to Jalen Carter like and saying, like, like "Why the, did you have one tackle?" The yeah. conversation, you're exactly right. The conversation is what's wrong with Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like nobody's having that conversation about TCU. They're mm-hmm. like, everything's great with TCU. Well, so, and yeah, to be fair, if there's one team that has been tested in close games, if they can keep it close, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's TCU. Just mm-hmm. Georgia just blows Absolutely. people out of the water. Absolutely, you're exactly right. So. Uh, it will be interesting. But if you want a for to wrap up final thoughts, if you want a full like crazy in depth breakdown of that game, Republic of Football is going live wherever you're watching this at two today. Two p.m. So the college football experts will Tune break it all down. To Republic of Football, it's going to do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com for Ashley Pickle and Greg Powers in the year of Greg. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give me your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.